I've got a special place near my heart for Dan and Witt's General Store in Norwich, Vermont. It was there for me during my undergraduate years in college in nearby Hanover, often on snowy evenings when I couldn't get supplies elsewhere. Years later, when my parents moved to Vermont for their retirement, Dan and Witz was there for them, too. Like many places around the country, Vermont has been struggling with finding enough workers to fill jobs. But unlike most urban centers, where the obvious answer is to pay workers more, rural towns can't always count on higher wages to elicit more job applicants because populations are thin and often declining. And unlike profitable national retail chains, mom-and-pop businesses can't just absorb higher labor costs. And they can't just pass them on to customers and higher prices because customers might not have the ability to pay. So when Dan and Witt's owner, Dan Frazier, recently put up a help-wanted sign, the inhabitants of Norwich knew it was bad news. I never met the younger Dan, but I'm almost sure I met his grandfather, who passed the store on to his father, who passed it on to Dan. Without help, Dan would have to close the place down. So what was he to do? I heard the rest of the story on the radio. It turned out that Dan didn't need to do anything. Word went out that unless Dan and Wits got additional help, it would close. Soon, Dan's customers began applying for the jobs. Rick Farrell, a local doctor, took on a shift at the register. A retired finance director applied for the deli counter. A nurse, a teacher, a psychology professor, a therapist, a school principal. Nearly two dozen customers have stepped up the stock shelves do the inventory, and clean up the place so that Dan and Wits can remain open. Virtually all of these new hires are donating their hourly wages to some of Dan's favorite charities. I've spent a lot of time over the years examining what happens to communities when important businesses close or abandon them often because some bean counters back in headquarters, hundreds or thousands of miles away, decide it's not worth the cost of keeping the business going where they are. Economists often praise capitalism, capitalism's wondrous efficiency at moving assets to their so-called highest and best uses. Well, there's something to that, but what's left out of the equation is the social costs of these moves. They can be quite high. When asked why the people of Norwich stepped in to help Dan and Witz keep going, employee Diane Miller said it was because, quote, Dan and Witz is the heartbeat of this community. Others described it as the, quote, heart of the town. That's the best quick summary of the social benefits of a place like Dan and Witz what you might call social capital, I've heard. You see, communities do have hearts. When businesses at those hearts disappear, more is lost than an economic asset. The community loses a place that allows it to be a community, a 
a place where people meet up, congregate, exchange gossip and information, barter, learn about common problems, sometimes decide to take action. I remember Dan and Witz as such a place. I can't imagine Norwich without it. Luckily, it won't have to be. But this isn't just a feel-good story about a country town coming together to save an iconic general store. It seems to me there's an important lesson here for all of us, wherever we live. American capitalism is the harshest form of capitalism in all of the world's advanced economies. It takes almost no account of social costs and benefits. Businesses swoop in and swoop out wherever and however profits can be maximized and losses minimized. But communities are different. They aren't nearly as footloose as financial capital. They're built on social capital, which often takes years to accumulate and can't be cashed in. For these reasons, I think people owe something to businesses that are the hearts of our communities. Maybe we should donate some of our time and labor. Maybe those of us who can afford to should buy shares in these businesses to give them an added financial cushion. At the very least, we owe them our patronage rather than, say, Jeff Bezos. What do you think?